Welcome back to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Stephen St. John and APK with Jacob Terrez. It's Wednesday, hump day, February 7th. Let's talk to Chiefs Hall of Famer Duran Cherry. Duran, how are you doing this morning? Stephen, I'm doing great, man. How are you? You know what? I'm I'm ready for this game. I'm ready. This week is this week is crawling at a snail's pace, so uh, I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait until Sunday. Uh, but I'm glad we could talk about the game with you. And again, we got into uh, a longer discussion uh, earlier today about this defense and how it compares to some of the great star-studded defenses we've seen. You know, just since since the '80s, right? And you were a part of a couple of them. We read off, you know, the the depth chart and the roster from the 1990 Chiefs, which probably up until the Mahomes there was my favorite team. Um, uh, and, the, and then the '95 defense was just incredible, and they still lost the playoff game, giving up only ten points. Uh, the '97 defense. I mean, there's 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 a lot of different years that that could stand up there. Um, when you look at this defense now, and if they close the show and have a, a really good performance against the 49ers and help the Chiefs win a championship, we're going to look at this defense as one of the one of the best Chiefs defenses of all time, and that's really saying something because there have been some fantastic defenses. Is that is that too much to say when when you look at their body of work and what they've accomplished in the postseason? No, your body of work says who you are. And this defense has performed extremely well this year. And so when you look at it overall, and if they go into Sunday and perform like they've been performing all year, and they come out with a win, you've got to look at that and say, man, this, this defense exceeded everybody's expectations. And you got to remember, they still got a lot of young players that they're playing with out there that are, you know, one, two, three, four years into the league. So it's it's pretty phenomenal that uh, you know we're talking about this. You know when you consider the past defenses and past teams that Chiefs have had that have had good defense. You know we were reading an article earlier at NFL.com about this defense, and it, you know they, they made the point that look, you know this defense is the youngest defense that has made the Super Bowl in 10 years since the 2009 Colts defense. They were the youngest defense in the league this year as far as average age per player. Uh, and they also went on to, to talk about Spags and his intricate uh, you know, blitz packages and how much he trusts these guys and doesn't have to scale anything back even though they're so young, and that normally in the NFL that doesn't go together. The youngest defense, and having a guy like Spags that asks them to do so much, and that is so multiple with his blitz packages, and doesn't that say a lot about his ability to teach and his ability to to take what he wants done and be able to relate it to them, and like the like the leaders, like Justin Reed and Nick Bolton, but to but to be able to get them to absorb that to where they can execute. I mean, that's something special, being so young, but being so multiple, uh, the way Steve Spagnuolo likes to run his defenses and, and, and blitz the quarterback. Uh, Steven, I think it goes even more than that. I mean, you start at the top. I mean, you start at, you know, who's evaluating these players, these scouts that are out there year in and year out going across the country. 
you know, evaluating the talent that Spags wants to see here, and then Brett Beach going and, you know, doing their homework and drafting these players and bringing them in here. Because when you look at this defense, you know, the, the athletic ability that these guys have to have to be able to make those adjustments and play in this scheme where you're asked to do so many different things, it takes, you know, keen eyes to, you know, understand that talent and ability that that, that defense coordinator wants to see in, in his players, that they're capable of handling anything he throws at them. And here what you have is a collection of players who are able to do that. So it starts at the top. Um, the, the coach, the defense coordinator, has a lot to do with that, putting that speed together. But, you know, unless you have the talent to do it with, you know, it's, it's for not, you know. And so he's got the talent to work with, and he's utilizing that talent, and he's not stopping what he does because he, he knows that he has the talent, these players, are capable of understanding his system and executing his system. And that's why this defense is so successful this year. Okay, the other question that we brought up, and I thought it was an interesting discussion, Look, and there's no right or wrong answer, but there's a, there's a strong chance that, that, I hate even saying this, but Chris Jones, this could be his last game in the Chiefs uniform on Sunday, and he could end up with three Super Bowl championships, uh, along with being a dominant defensive lineman. When you look at... And I'm not going to go back to the, the great defense that included, you know, Buck Buchanan and Willie Lanier and Bobby Bell. Because I just I didn't see them enough, and they they deserve to be in a in a in a group of their own. But let's just say going back to when you played in the '80s, if if somebody asked you or asked me who's the best front seven defensive player of all that time, I think most people would say Derek Thomas. And then after that, is there an argument for Chris Jones? Oh, yeah, there's definitely an argument for Chris Jones um, in that conversation. Um, but I'll give you another name that people have attended. And, and, and this is the issue. When you don't win championships, you kind of get lost in the shuffle. But take a guy like Art Still. Yes. Mm, man. You know, and, you know, people people can say what they want, but there's a guy that you know, definitely a Hall of Fame caliber player and was when he played here. I mean, I used to watch film of Art getting double, triple teamed, and he's still making plays. I mean, there was nobody more dominant than him when you consider what he had, what he was up against, you know, uh, having to take on those double and triple teams, much like Chris Jones has to do now. Um, you know, Art was a phenomenal player, so... Yeah, I I understand that and get that, but yeah, you know, Chris Jones definitely is, is in in that talk just because of the fact that you know he's been a dominant player, and um, you know, and the fact that you add you know potentially three Super Bowls to that. I mean, even with two, you know, he's going to get the recognition he deserves because he has been dominant and he has made plays, especially in big games that have helped this football team. Man, and, I. Uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Deron. I didn't mean to interrupt. But yeah, I'll, I'm finished. Yeah. Okay, so I'm so glad you brought up Art. Still, the when I when I first got into radio in Kansas City 24 years ago or whatever, I got to do a, like a, a Chiefs pre and post game show with Art. Still, and first of all, 
What a what like what an interesting dude. Like really funny, you know, um yeah. you uh just funny sets of humor, you know, all that stuff, but one of the I mean two-time all-pro, four-time pro bowler, second pick in the draft. And he massive, just a huge guy and an unbelievable athlete, right? Like that was the thing about Art was, I guess, kind of like Chris Jones for a guy his size to be as athletic as he was. Do you have any good stories about that? Yeah, Art was athletic. I mean, see, I, Art and I are cousins, and we grew up in New Jersey. And you want to talk about how the athletic is? Art played on a his high school basketball team. You know, he was the center. They had Derek Ramsey, who was the quarterback at Kentucky, um, when he played there. They all played together on that same basketball team in high school. Wow. <laughs> same basketball team Milt Wagner came from, uh, high school with Milt Wagner. Um, those guys, you know, were incredible athletes. And, you know, when you think of art, you know, look at his family. I mean, there are 11 kids. <laughs> you know, his sister is the all-time leading scorer in Kentucky basketball history. Catch that. Kentucky basketball history. Wow. Including men and women. Wow. So um, just a talented family, athletic family. But Art doesn't get his just due. I mean, I always say this. If Howie Long is in the Hall of Fame, why is Art still in the Hall of Fame? And That's I got right. nothing against Howie Long. Yeah. I'm just saying. You're right. It's 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 un- t- players get punished in the NFL if they don't make it to the Super Bowl. You know, right? Because if if Art still had Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> yeah, he'd, he'd probably be in the Hall of Fame, wouldn't he? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, and and just and you could say that about. A few players yeah. from that era. I mean, what you know, yeah. Deron Cherry should be in the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. and and that, that's that's just that's just a fact. And you look at some of the great defense. And we were talking about you know this secondary and watching Legarius Sneed and Tremmy Duffy as, as a as a you know cornerback tandem. And who knows, this might be Sneed's last. Hope not, but it might it might be yeah. his last you know game. Uh, in a Chiefs uniform, but to have yeah, that... Who's had, had a better year than him? No, nobody. Tell me, nobody. tell me across the league, who has had a better year than LeJarrius Sneed? The, the only guy... What, that, what, what only, this team has asked him to do right. week in and week out, you can't find me another player that's had a better year. You know, there might be better names out there, but I'm talking about purely football, who has had a better year than LeJarrius Sneed? And, and then you look at that play that he made, in the game against the Ravens, that that might have yep. that, that might have sent the Chiefs to the Super Bowl. And I'm gonna tell you, the guy that might be the second best corner next to him this year might be Tremmy Duffy, and that's yeah. that, that's why this is so good. And we asked you a couple of weeks ago, is it you know, is it fair to even have them in the conversation as 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 Albert Lewis and Kevin Ross? And I'm always hesitant with that because that was my wheelhouse mm-hmm. growing up. And I don't, I don't listen to anyone try to tell me that anyone's better, a better duo than than Kevin Ross and Albert Lewis. And you played with them. Mm-hmm. T- tell me what made them so great because Rock was just like you know, he, he looked like a walking muscle, and Albert Lewis was such a great athlete. I always remember what a great special teams player he was when it came. There was nobody better than, at blocking punts than Albert Lewis. Uh, right. But but I mean these guys. 
And the, what I like about Sneed and McDuffie, they're so physical, they're old school. They could have played in the 80s and the 90s with you guys, and I think they could have done pretty well. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. Um, you know, the qualities that both Albert and Kevin had were they were relentless. Um, there was no fear in either one of them. They weren't afraid to come up and hit you um, and make tackles and make plays. They were just two over, overall great corners. And it's just like we see with Sneed and Duffy. Um, not afraid, fearless. Have a, you know, they can forget. If they get beat, they come back and they make plays. Um, as the cornerback, you have to have that mentality uh, because, you know, you're going to get beat in this league. But it's how you react to that that makes the, the key, is the key as to, you know, how good a person is. And you've got to be able to forget. I remember Gary Green telling me, you know, when I first came in the league, he goes, brother, you got to have a short memory in this business if you want to survive. Got to have a short memory because things are going to happen and you can't let one play dictate the outcome of the rest of the game. And um, this is what these guys are capable of doing. They they don't let one play dictate the outcome of their performance in the course of the game. We're visiting with Durant Chariot, and one of the guys that I, I feel like has maybe been underrated in all this, who's starting to get get some love, is, is Justin Reed. And obviously, love to ask you about safeties. And you talked about guys understanding the way that Spags wants the defense to be run. Is he even better this year than he was last year? He he's I feel like last year he seemed like a good solid player, and this year he almost he, he seems like he, he's making plays. Um, what, what have you thought of his evolution as a player during his time with the Spags? Absolutely, he's had a great season, and um, you know when you you come in one year and you're learning a system, your mind is going a hundred miles a minute. You're thinking about. Okay, let me read this key. Let me see, think about this. Okay, what is the defense asking me to do? When you got to think about all that rather than play, it's difficult. So that first year was awful hard. Now he's in his second year. He understands what the defense is asking him to do on many different situations. And now you just go out there and play and react. You're not thinking. And so that's what I see out of him. He's not thinking about what's happening. He's making it happen, and that's that's the difference in this year and last year. So now they got to take on the 49ers, and they've gone through uh, they've gone through the Dolphins, they've gone through the Bills, they've gone through the Ravens. But the 49ers are different because McCaffrey is the best all around back in football, and as good as he is as a runner, that's how good he is as a receiver. You know, we know how good George Kittle is a tight end. And then Debo Samuel is a very physical receiver that does a lot around the line of scrimmage and can hurt you running the football as well as catching the football. So tell me about, uh, you know, the linebackers and, and the, and the you know, guys in the secondary and the challenges they face in taking on those three very unique weapons that they surround uh, Brock Purdy with. Well, all I got to say is if you want to stop the Niners, the one thing you have to do in, in this game is you have to tackle well. The thing that the Niners do to you is they get the ball in the hands of their playmakers. And what happens if you watch their games, you see them, you know, guys are constantly, you know, the first guy's missing. He's not making a tackle. He's not breaking down. And then these guys are getting so many yards after the catch. And that's what keeps your drives alive. That's what keeps your momentum alive. 
what we have to do is everybody's got to run to the ball and you got to tackle. You can't just hit, you know, go in and hit them with your shoulder and think that they're going to go down. They're not going to go down. You have to wrap them up and limit their game. And if you do that, then you have a chance to be successful against them. If you start missing tackles and they're uh, getting yards after the catch, that's when the Niners' offense is pretty dangerous. So for our defense, it's tackling. It's all about tackling, making a, you know, limit the gains on this football team. And if you do that, you'll have some success again. Force that quarterback in the third and long situations where he's got to hold on to that ball a little bit longer and you got to put some pressure on him. That's when you can have success against the Niners. Gosh, that brings us right back to that secondary we're talking about, Deron, because in today's NFL, it seems like tackling isn't as big of a priority as it was when you played, um, especially for, for the for the secondary players. But this Chiefs defense, um, it seems like is that a strength? I mean, how, how confident are you in the in the DB's ability to tackle for this team? I think they've gotten better as the year has gone on. I think early in the year, you know, their tackling wasn't really all that great. Um, but I think as the season is worn on, I think they understand the importance of it, and it's gotten better. So I'm hoping that it's better on Sunday. It has to be, you know, at the top of the game to slow down this 49er offense because they do have some weapons that can hurt you. I uh, always encourage people to go to DeronCherryFoundation.org whenever you're on the show, DeronCherryFoundation.org, to find out how you can be involved or how you can donate to uh, all of the uh, great uh, efforts and organizations that Duran gives back to our community. Uh, so, Duran, where are you watching the game at on Sunday? Are you going down there? Yeah, I'll be in, I'll be in Vegas. Yeah. I'll, I'll be right there. Yeah, I've got to go. I mean, That's right. You know, I've... Had a, had a good run here when I show up at the game, so I'm not going to jinx it now. That's right. You got to bring yeah. that bring that trophy back. All right, what's That's the uh, what's the score going to be? Um, my score, I, I think it's, the defenses are going to show up. I think, um, and uh, but I, I, I think this game for me, it's going to be twenty eight to twenty one. Cheers. Twenty-eight, twenty-one, Chiefs. Jake, what was your score? Twenty-seven, twenty-one, Chiefs. No, oh boy, it's almost exactly as Jake's uh, pick. Does that, does that scare you? All right, you Jake. Change it? My boy, Jake. Yeah, My boy Jake. <laughs> right. That doesn't give you second thoughts about that pick. You don't want to change that. <laughs> hey, Deron, thanks for the time, man. We appreciate you. Hey, guys, always, always a pleasure. That's thanks. right. Go Chiefs. That's one of the best ever to suit over the Chiefs. Deron Cherry, 28-21. Man, oh, man. What's this? So that's over? Is that yeah, over? Yeah, 47 and a half right oh, now. Okay. I thought it opened up higher than that. I don't feel like I want to mess with that. No. I have been looking at some uh, some props in terms you know, of MVP. <laughs> MVPs. Yeah. Um, what do you uh, What do you got there, buddy? Oh, I threw a nice, healthy one on uh, Legarius Sneed. Really? Yeah. High odds. What was it? Oh, uh, I think I, I think I placed like a thirty three dollar bet to win like almost five thousand dollars. I wonder what Chris Jones is. I think he was like plus fifteen. I'll tell you. I can tell you. What I feel the, like if it's going to be, I threw something on. I threw Chris Jones was. I, I think I bet ten dollars to win like five hundred. 
feel like typically if it's a defensive player, it's going to be some like a somebody that scores the defensive touchdown. Right, Larry you Brown. Know. The, you know, could have could have been could have been Nick Bolton yeah. last year. You know, especially if he got that second one, he would have been. Um, so I'm trying to think who's most likely to get. I mean, that's just like such a random thing. You know, like you talk about Larry Brown. I'm think I'm trying to think of some some unsung Chiefs defender that that might you know end up picking up a fumble or getting a getting an interception. Shoot. Like Mike Edwards, you know. How about either team to kick a game-winning walk-off field goal at the end of uh, regulation? What's that? Plus 800. No. It's not bad. Chris Jones is uh, plus 10,000. LeJarius Needs was plus 15,000. I mean, the favorites are Patrick Mahomes at plus 125, Brock Purdy at plus 225, Christian McCaffrey... Plus four seventy five. Plus, plus one twenty five for Mahomes ain't bad. To throw no, those in the no, Kelsey. I like Kelsey plus twelve hundred. I like Pacheco plus twenty eight hundred. Yeah, I, I I just feel like if it's going to the offensive side, it's going to Mahomes. I just I, I don't. That's I mean, look at what Damian Williams did that right. first, that first Super Bowl, and the fact that he didn't win it. I mean, he had two touchdowns and over a hundred yards rushing, and he still didn't get it. So that's why it's like, it, for me, it's just odds on that, you know, either bet Mahomes or bet someone on the defense. And I got all these uh, cross-sport special props with the NFL and soccer, and I can't mention any of them because oh, Nate man. That would be put, fun his, to talk put, his, about. put his foot in his mouth and bet on Kansas <laughs> on Big big Monday. How do they mention it? I mean, how do they mention it? <laughs> how do they mention what? Yeah, there's, there's, there's bets here you can make. Okay, I'll, I'll say this to Jake. You can't say nothing. Yeah, I can't say nothing, but I'll, I'll listen. Who? Uh, what? What number will be greater? Christian McCaffrey touchdowns versus Man United goals. Ooh. Who will have more? Mahomes and Kelsey combined rushing, receiving touchdowns versus uh, Saka and Rashford combined goals. <laughs> Nate, who will have? Uh, <laughs> you can't say, but you say a damn word. <laughs> <laughs> who will have? Who, what number will be greater? Isaiah Pacheco receptions or West Ham versus Arsenal total goals? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, here's one that's driving crazy. Either Christian McCaffrey to score the first touchdown. Or Pulisic to score the first goal. Wow. Well, I mean, Arsenal had a huge win mm-hmm. over the weekend. I was talking smack on Twitter to to Mike DeCourcy because Arsenal beat Liverpool in a huge matchup. Sure wish we could have an MLS yeah. guy to comment on this Wish stuff. we had an Arsenal fan to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I just love I, I, gamble. I, I was rooting for Arsenal. It's one of the, the two weekends I root for Arsenal. Such good content that we just have to ignore, basically. Because Liverpool's yeah. my, my number one least favorite team, and then yeah. Man City's my number two least favorite team. And Say then, something that'll make him mad about his team that he can't reply to. Um, Get the free shot. Open shot at him. Come on, head or gut. Go. Let's talk about Jorginho. 
criticize oh. criticize something that he would want to oh. respond to, but he oh, can't. Oh, like Mark, Mark, Mikel Arteta being just way too overdramatic on the sidelines. No idea what you're talking so about. Annoying. But it's it is just, rattling it's so his cage right now. brutally annoying how yeah. his antics. <laughs> yeah. Like no other EPL coach just, just acting like a fool on the sidelines. Just an absolute fool. Too bad this guy can't answer for his This sins. is a generic comment. This has nothing to do with what Jake just said, but it's really annoying to watch other people win. Uh, you know, that's... Yeah, if you want to consider a second-place team a winner, but sure. sure. All right, then. Sure. On that note, we'll take a break. <laughs> <laughs> Not even second at the table now. Manchester City won... So they're number two. We've got uh, Mike Deepasquale. Mike's got this. Mike's got picks coming up after this on WHB. <laughs> Welcome back to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Stephen St. John, Nate Bucati, Jake Gutierrez. And now, Mike Deepasquale. Mike's got this. Mike's got picks. What's up, Mike? How you doing? I'm doing good. But you boys, you ready? Nah, yeah, I'm 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 done with this weekend. I'm, I'm with I the know. game. <laughs> he wants he wants more questions of Brock Purdy about how he looks like uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. Well, I kind of do. But, <laughs> you know, that's oh, that's that's where we're at now uh, in Las Vegas. Those are the those are the questions we've reached. So I feel like I get it. I feel it's time to go ahead and advance to game day now, if we could. So. Last week we had we had two college basketball games we did, and then we did some Super Bowl props. Oh uh, we both had Arkansas over Mizzou. Steven, sorry about that. Oh, that's, it's, it's, it, what a surprise. <laughs> what a stunning result that was. Mike had Houston. I had uh, the Jayhawks. Even though the Jayhawks were an underdog once the line came out, uh, Jake had Kansas as a two-and-a-half-point favorite, which we thought was generous to Kansas. But uh, it turned out not not by enough. So Kansas won that game. So I got that one right. That was free money. Yeah, and then uh, Super Bowl. The rest of our picks last week were Super Bowl props. So we we don't know the answers to those yet. What were they again, though? So you did. Um, let's see here. Um, first touchdown. Mike uh, uh, Mike took Kelsey, and I took uh, Rasheed Rice. Um, the Mahomes two hundred fifty seven yards over under passing. Okay. Uh, we both took the under on that. Travis Kelsey over under sixty nine and a half yards. Mike took the over. We both took the over. And then uh, McCaffrey eighty nine and a half rushing yards. Uh, Mike took the over. I took the under. That's where we're at. No changes. I'm no, we got to stick with those. All right. So let's start off with the actual game itself. What's the line at right now, Jake? I want the updated line. I want everything current. Don't bring me nothing from last week. No, I'll give you the current odds right now. The Chiefs are a two-point underdog. Plus two. The Chiefs are getting two points. Over-under is 47.5. Money line for the Chiefs, plus 102. All right, let's start off with uh, the uh, the game. Lock in now. Two-point underdogs for the Chiefs. Mike, what do you do with that? the most absurd thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, there's a, a 0% chance that she's losing this game. Wow. 0%. I'm, there, I, I'm flabbergasted by this. So, obviously, I'm taking the Chiefs. And, and I'm not looking at this from a 
Chiefs fans, he can take it a whole perspective. I'm completely putting on my businessman hat and saying this is absurd. So I bet the house on the on the Chiefs. The only thing I don't know about, I'd like your guys' opinion, is the over-under. I, I, I hate betting the under as discussed. Reminds me of the don't pass line crafts flare. But it feels like an under game to me. But I, the Niners have no chance. None. Well, let's look at it this way. How many times, Stephen, did you say the Chiefs have given up 21 points this year? Twice. Two times. It's the been defense, a while, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah, the defense. And let's see, one of those one of those was probably Detroit at the beginning of the year. Yeah, they gave they gave up 21 points, and that was there was a defensive. Like it's over. They didn't believe it. Over. Okay, yeah, points. okay. They had 24 to the Broncos. All right, so the point is they're, they're not giving up 21. They're not giving up more than 21 points in this game. Barring some ludicrous play happened, like a kick return for yeah. a touchdown or probably absolutely. I mean, I'm honestly seeing the game like, 24 to 14, 24 to 13. Yeah. I just, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm with Mike. So, all right, I, I'm taking, um, we're both taking the Chiefs. I, I just, I, I, okay. It blows my mind. And no, Mike doesn't want to do over under. Right, I guess no, I'll, 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 I'll do it. I'll, you want to do over under or you want to do prop yeah, bets? I got, I got fun prop bets instead. Let's, let's do prop bets, more okay. bets. All right, are we going to discuss over under? Okay. Um, which this this is uh, the Nate Bucati prop bet. Okay, which Forty ers fan that is also a rapper will oh. be shown on TV first? E forty is plus two hundred. Twenty four K Golden is plus two seventy five. Birdman is plus three hundred, and uh, Saweetie is plus three hundred. E40 is one of my top five favorite rappers of all time. Mike's so confused. Right I now. Uh, no, I, sh- I, I shared a couple of Long Island iced teas with E40 uh, in the Diamond Club after Game Six of the 2014 so World gonna, Series. Go with him? At one point in time, I had his phone number in my phone, which I can't nice. believe I lost. He also wrote the song "Bang Bang Niner Gang." I do so like that song. I'm going. I'm going 40 water all day okay. and night on this. And if it's not him, it's a crying ass shame. Right. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead, Mike. Mike. I'm with Nate, man. I love E42, and um, Bur- the Birdman thing. He's from New Orleans. Get out of here with that. I don't like that. Nice Niners. at all. Okay. I know. I saw him on the sideline last game. I don't like him. Yeah, this is a I good like one. Birdman. I don't like him as a fan. Right. All right. I like this a lot. Okay. Which Celebrity Chiefs fan will be shown first, and but but they're not Taylor Swift's not eligible here. Okay, here we go. It's a long list. Jake, I want I just want you to weigh in anyway. Paul Rudd is plus three hundred. Henry Winkler is plus three fifty. David Keckner's plus four hundred. Eric Stone Street's plus four hundred. Jason Sudeikis is plus four hundred. Melissa Etheridge is plus five hundred. Brad Pitt is plus six hundred. Rob Riggle is plus seven hundred. And so let me let, the parameters like this has to be once the broadcast starts, right? Once the game starts, yeah. I, I guess what uh, Chiefs fan will be shown first once the game starts? Because I mean they'll have pregame stuff, and I'm sure they'll have you know the in game in game broadcast. That's right. Okay. So 
What network is it airing on? CBS. It's on CBS. I'm trying to think which which one of these actors Connections, right? yeah. Yeah, is, is like, has a show on CBS that could get promoted. Or you go the opposite. Which one's on a different, like Rob Riggle's on Fox? So they're gonna, you, definitely not going to show Freeze him out. Right. Is uh, is Modern Family on CBS? What's that? No, that's that ABC. Was, that was ABC. ABC. And, and isn't like CBS own Showtime or somehow? So yeah, what, yeah. What, and they own, they uh, definitely own Paramount Plus. Yep, both. Um, I, mean, the, I don't know if any of that means anything. No, I mean, yeah. like, I would say Paul Rudd, absolutely, if it's like ABC just because of Disney. I and feel like Marvel. it's always Stone Street. He does seem to get the most. He, Paul, he Paul Rudd's a favorite, isn't he? Yeah. Plus um, 300? Yes. Does he have any movies coming out? Is something coming mm-hmm. out they want to promote? I'm gonna, I'm, I'll say... Uh, I'll say, um, well, you're, you're up first, Mike, this one on this one. Oh, yeah, of course. Put this <laughs> on me. You know, I mean, listen, I, I, if you gave me three minutes, I could come up with the answer by doing the, what we're just talking about, the yeah. deductive reasoning of what networks. But I'm just going to say Stone Street to be different. Brad Pitt, I didn't know that guy goes to sporting events. He loves the Chiefs. Yeah, he, he wears. Does he? Yeah, he doesn't, he, he doesn't go very often, but he always he, he mentions the Chiefs. Yeah. Hats on when he's on the red he carpet. Guy, Chiefs yeah. guy. Let's go, Brad Pitt. I think. Uh, I think Jason Sudeikis on that list. Yeah. 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 Thanks for listening. He's he's a little more reclusive. Like he doesn't he doesn't put himself out there as much. So right. you know, I I'm not picking him. Rudd Rudd doesn't seek the limelight as much either. But he's just he's such a big time guy. Winkler's a good dark horse candidate because they could tell yeah. the story like about Stone him. Stone Street's always in the middle of yeah, it. Right? Yeah, yeah. Stone Street's a good pick. But I want to do something different than Mike. Uh, um, here's a humble brag. I, I watched yeah, the yeah. Uh, the KU bowl game with Paul Rudd this year. So. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Paul Rudd. He's my guy. <laughs> I literally. What was, what was that in? Um, an undisclosed location, but I I, I, I left him alone. I, you know, I I left him alone. Undisclosed location. You well, mentioned I it. I want to. You know how undisclosed is it? You want you want people to ask. You were already in the past. Mike, well, you see yeah, Mike, yeah. Mike, people just start showing up there. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'll just go. To, I was telling people this. You know what? One of the best barbecue, one of the best barbecue joints in the world, uh, Meet Mitch Barbecue. Shout out Meet Mitch. There you go. Yeah, they're boys. There you go. James Westfall and Paul are boys. I, I just said hello to him, left him alone. There there you go. Go. He didn't well, want to talk to just, me. Just out, just so I could play this clip, I'm going to say uh, Keckner. Champ here. <laughs> I'm all about having fun. You know, get a couple of cocktails in me. Right. Start a fire in someone's kitchen. Maybe go to SeaWorld, take my pants off. Anyway, I've become kind of famous for my signature catchphrase, whammy, as in Gene Tennis at the play. Whammy! Whammy! <laughs> Remember when you, you asked him to give me a, a signature goal call uh, when we had Keckner on the show? Do you remember what it was? Said since Whammy's already yeah. taken, he told me to go with Blamo. There, that's right. <laughs> and Blamo. Okay, how many how many times will someone in an Elvis costume be shown live? The over under the over under is two. Like in the stands, live during the game. I would just like it's part of the maybe they yeah, show yeah, an Elvis yeah, impersonator. Right. Not, not out of the streets. Like maybe no. It's in, the, in, yeah, in broadcast. Scenic, it could be yeah. yeah. They got scenic shots coming yeah. back from break. What? I'd was the over under again? Two. Two? I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna go under. I'm gonna risk I'm gonna risk it for one. I'm gonna Nate? edge of my seat for this. I'll go I'll go over. Um what if what if the guy that married you shows up? Would you would you recognize him if he's on camera if he's on camera? No. 
Well, no, he's still it, doing his thing. Wouldn't it be a no-brainer for Usher to come out at halftime and or at least do a Elvis song? He's not gonna. No way. No chance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jake. Yeah. Terrible idea. I okay. hope that happens so bad. That would be great. Dressed <laughs> okay. as Elvis. Right. Here we go. Usher. Here's an Usher prop. Okay, Usher. Will Usher expose a nipple on stage? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes is plus 110. No is minus 150. So all he's got to do is take his shirt off. Yeah, if he has a part of the set without a shirt on. One nipple. A nipple. <laughs> um. Mike wants to get off the phone so bad, by the way. I'll no, say, I'm I'll say, I'll you? say, yeah. I say we get some skin to win for Usher. Wow. I'm saying oh, yeah, yes. He's a big skin guy. Yeah, I'm with me. And they do have one of the prop that says, Will Usher perform a cover song. So there ah, you go, hey. Okay, finally. This is the last one. Because I like this one. Which 49ers fan will be shown first? Keegan Michael Keyes plus 250. Dr. Disrespect is plus 350. Andy Samberg plus 400. Jeremy Renner plus 400. Rob Schneider plus 600. Dana Carvey plus 700. Aaron Paul plus 800. Which 49ers fan will be shown first? What a weak group of fans, to be honest. Our fans are better. Some more. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Man, that's uh, surprising to me. Now, you go first. I have no idea. Keegan-Michael Key. He seems to be on camera for no apparent reason sometimes, like that commercial where he just turns around and says, what? That's a- yeah, I literally can't remember one name you said except for Dana Carvey and Keegan Michael Key. So I'm going to go with what Nate said. Plus, he was in those NFL commercials, too. So, Yep. Finally, who will be shown first, LeBron James, The Rock, or Adele? The Rock. I was going to say The Rock. Because the, it's his football deals in any way, shape, or form affiliated with the NFL. Oh, I feel like he's everywhere. Yeah, i got to go with The Rock. If you're at any big event, The, the Rock could the Rock. be there. Yes. Yeah, I feel like that's the right call, but I want to be different, so I'll say LeBron. You are different. Hey, uh, <laughs> Mike, tell people they need your help. How they can get a hold of you. Mike'sGotThis.com. This is, again, the most confident I've ever felt about a game ever. I'm being dead serious. A game of stature. I just want to get that out there again. You're the Can't man. believe it. Hey, and by the way, uh, thanks a lot for supporting the Big Steps Toward Cancer Prevention Pickleball Tournament this past weekend. We raised uh, somewhere, we don't have the final total yet, but somewhere around $15,000 for the KU Cancer Center. And uh, Deepa Squally Moore had a good presence there. You guys made a nice video or working on a nice video uh, about it. So thank you very much uh, for supporting the community as you always uh, always do. Really appreciate it. Thanks for your efforts, Nate. Cancer's touched all of us. And... um Thanks for doing what you do. Mike, you're the man. We'll talk to you next week. Later, boys. Have a good weekend. We will with the Chiefs win. That's uh, Mike Tepasquale. Mike's got this. Mike's got picks. Back after this on WHB. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. Thank you to all of our guests. Thank you to Jake Gutierrez for keeping us in line. It's been great. Special shout-out to Jeff Darlington. Can't believe what he said. Unbelievable. Boy, stuff. oh boy. Talking about parody. Right. <laughs> parody in the NFL. That's oh, exactly man. right. It'll get you. Yeah, yeah. Every single time. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Got him. Hey, keep on listening. We're going to have some great 
Chiefs coverage throughout the day live from Las Vegas right here on Sports Radio 810 WHP.